Well, good morning and welcome to Water and Stone. My name is Dita Randolph and I'm really, really happy that you are here with us on the first Sunday of the month because the first Sunday of the month is when we do the workshop and that means me standing here talking at you. It feels a little bit closer to the way we used to do church back in the before times and all of that. But in the coming weeks, we'll have a chance to dialogue, a chance to answer your questions and stuff like that. So before we get started, I really hope that you take a minute to grab something to write with, grab a pen and paper, because what I'm hoping that we'll get to do is address the questions that come up. And if you're watching this, you know that if you're watching it live on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Jenny and I are right there watching it with you and you can post questions to the YouTube comments and things like that. But one of the things that we'll do in the coming weeks is open up the mailbag, so to speak, and answer questions that you've sent in so that we can answer them in the context of the dialogue instead of alongside the dialogue. And that can make a real difference sometimes. So like I said, grab a pen and paper. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this workshop that we're going to be talking about throughout the month of September is called Nothing Changes If Nothing Changes. We're going to be talking about what change really means and whether we're supposed to dread it or we're supposed to embrace it because, you know, how do you feel about change? Sometimes people are at different places along that spectrum. We're going to be talking about what it means to find stuff that that is certain and solid and unchanging and also how to deal with the parts of life that are constantly in flux and constantly uh, changing and growing and, and all of that kind of thing. So it's going to be a really good journey because whether you like it or not, whether you're praying for it or not, whether you're avoiding it or not, change is happening all the time learning how to anticipate it, master it, embrace it, deal with it, think about it, is gonna make you a better, more functional person, and it's gonna make the world that we make together a place that we wanna live in. With all of that being said, once again, thanks for being here. Let's begin with our opening prayer. God is and I am. I stand on holy ground. Right here and right now, there is truth. Right here and right now, there is freedom. Right here and right now, there is life. This is who I am. I am ready. From now on, I speak the truth. From now on, I choose freedom. From now on, this is my life. The unstoppable love of God prepares the way. I am ready. So our scripture today is Isaiah 43, 19, and I wanted to read it to you. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Behold, I do something new. You get to decide how you feel about that. But that's the promise. This is God talking, obviously. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to make rivers in the desert. I'm going to make a roadway in the wilderness. If you're lost, I will make it plain where you need to go. How do you feel about that? Hopefully, this is one of those passages you can turn to in times of worry and strife and struggle and, and all of that kind of thing. As you know, the Bible's got a lot of those. And as you know, in general, all of those passages have to do with God saying, I'm going to do something new for you. 
you've got to, and there's a job description for you in here, will you not see it, right? That's the first part. But it's not just see it, is it? Because notice what's promised there. What's promised is here's God going, it's going to be okay. I got you. But what's not promised is he, he doesn't say, I'm going to teleport you abracadabra to the end of your journey. You don't have to do anything. In the desert, I will give you a river, but you've still got a drink. You know, you can lead a horse to water and all that. In the wilderness, I will give you a road, but you've still got to walk it. Isn't that interesting? Life is not a bystander event. Life has to do with participation. Here's God saying, you've got a part of this bargain. You've got a part of this equation. You have got work to do. So again, I ask you, how do you feel about that? Does that change the way that you pray? Because sometimes when people pray, they pray the prayer of, God, can you just blink me to the end of this so that I don't have to go through it? Has that ever worked for you? I mean, think about the, the people that you love. You know, I'm a dad, I love my kids, and, and they're amazing children, and they're not children anymore, they're amazing people. But like every parent, I've had those moments with them where I can see the train coming, you know, I can see the struggle that they're gonna have to go through, maybe the heartache, maybe the hard work, maybe the thing that happens. If you love somebody, you can identify with that. When you love somebody, you see them have to go through something. And you might, as a parent, as a loving partner, as someone who cares, you might wish, you know, I wish I could just take that pain, that anguish, that struggle, that frustration. I wish I could just take it on myself so that they didn't have to do it. But remember your Lessons in Truth, that great book, Lessons in Truth, where Dr. Katie, the author, says no parent can grow for their child. This is fundamental stuff. Well, God's your parent, right? So. Part of what we're talking about here is that God can't grow for you. You have a part to play in this journey. And the truth is, the journey is a wonderful thing. Think about your life. It's all about that wonderful journey. It's all about the things that have happened in and through and to you along the way that make it a story worth telling, that make it a hero story. So I guess one of the things I want to say to you as we get started here is be thankful for the journey. Say thanks for the journey. That's part of the deal. God's given you work to do. Don't you want work to do? Don't pray the prayer anymore of God, can we please just hold still? Because I want you to know that that prayer does not work. The prayer of God, can we please hold still, doesn't work because it is contrary to nature. It's contrary to spirituality. It's contrary to how the universe works. Every single atom and molecule and part of you is in wonderful, blessed, divine motion. So really, do you want to dig your heels in? I got to tell you, man, if there is friction in your life, it's you digging your heels in because God isn't making friction for you. We have grown past the idea that God is here to trip you up. <laughs> It is your father's whole business to love you, right? You know that. You know that or you wouldn't be watching this. So stop praying the prayer of stagnation and stop praying the prayer of teleportation because neither of those prayers actually work. The prayer that works is, God, 
It's time to make something new. I will see it. And when the road appears, I will walk it. When the river appears, I will draw sustenance from it. God, I get it. Make something new for me. The prayer that works is the prayer of change. And like I said, you get to decide how you feel about that, but the truth is it's going to happen one way or the other. You know, that prayer we pray at the end of our services has that line in it, God, I'm ready for change. And once I had somebody come to me and they say, you know, I love everything that you guys are doing at Water and Stone. I'm in. I love it. I'm part of the family. But boy, I don't like that prayer. Okay, why don't you like the prayer? It seems pretty innocuous to me. Why don't you like the prayer? I don't like the prayer because I don't want to be ready for change. And I had to find a, a, a diplomatic way of saying, tough. <laughs> because the deal is, it's going to happen. Feel good about it, feel bad about it, dig your heels in, celebrate it. It is happening and you know that because you are alive on planet Earth. You are a spiritual being going through this human experience and you have witnessed and experienced and been a part of change. And so here I am telling you the trick to all of this is to be grateful for it. So many people have come to me so many times and had this complaint. They say in one way or another, the, the language changes, but the sentiment is very, very much the same. They say, I got a problem. I, I prayed for change and I prayed for change and I prayed. I tried everything for change. God, can you please just change the situation? Can you change the doctor's diagnosis? Can you change the amount of money in the bank? Can you change the way people feel about me? Can you change the way I feel about myself? God, one way or the other, can you just give me some change? Can you spare some change? I got this problem. You see, I prayed for change and now everything's changed. What do I do? You have a choice about how you feel about it. It's true that God does not change. It's true that the things that God represents, the aspects of God like light and life and love, inspiration, truth and beauty, these things do not change. That's how you know it's a God thing that it is unchanging in the ideal, in the ultimate, in the big picture way of looking at things, the way God sees things, God doesn't change. But here in this experience, in the outer, things stay the same on the inside as you know. But in the outer, things are changing all the time. Your job, if you want to get good at this life thing, your job, if you want to be happy, if you want to have prayers that work for you, your job, if you just want to have a life that works for you, is to get good at grounding yourself in what doesn't change so that you can greet what does change with gratitude. Now, you know I didn't come up with that. It's a sentiment that we see over and over again in the Bible. It's a big deal in the theme of the life and teachings and example of Jesus Christ. Of course, you know that when you think about the way that he would deal with people. In one way or another, it was always, I come representing a bigger truth with a capital T, the stuff that doesn't change. I come with something bigger to talk about. 
the comings and goings of life, the bills that have to be paid, the, the way that you feel in your physical body, these are factual, but they're not the unchanging truth about you. And I come grounded in that capital T truth. And to the degree that you can put your faith there, building your faith on solid ground is one of the examples that he talks about, right? To the degree that you can put your faith there, the things that do change, well, they start to change for the better. Think about every miracle, every parable, every example, every story you know about Jesus Christ, and that's what's going on. Grounding in what doesn't change will change what does change for the better. That's the example over and over again. And when you think about the bad guys in the story of, of Jesus Christ, they're the ones who don't want the change. So what team do you find yourself on? You know, I mean, this is a universal thing. What team do you find yourself on when you look at the example of your life? Are you the good guy or the bad guy of your story? This is the universal story, isn't it? So many times in the stories that we tell, the fairy tales, the movies that we like, so many times you have the bad guy who represents the status quo. I don't want anything to change. I don't want anybody to take my stuff away from me in one way or another. I want to be the, the ruler of everything, the big bully who gets to decide who gets to go down the slide on the playground. This is all me. Over and over again, the bad guy in the story that we tell is the person who represents the status quo, who tries to cover up any change, right? The ones who fight it and who try to squelch it. And over and over again, over and over again, the hero in the story is the one who says, you know what, your normal is hurting people. Over and over again, the hero is the one who says, you know what, it's time to grow up. Some change is going to have to happen here. And they represent change happening in the world, and they fight against the bad guy in one way or another. You know, the Star Wars movies, the, the evil empire, the ones who want to keep everything the same and rule everything that way, and the good guys represent love in all of its different forms and all of the ways it changes. Every hero story is like that. What's your story like? Decide for yourself if you want to be okay with change, or if you're trying to hold on to things that really ought to change, are you grounded in what doesn't change? Or are you trying to make things that are constantly flowing stop flowing? You know? This impacts your healing work. This impacts your prosperity work. This impacts everything you do. Where are you grounded? What side of the, of the story do you find yourself on? And it is a story, you know? It's not a very fun movie if nothing happens. Can you be okay with what they call a character arc where the hero of the story grows and changes and things alter in their life and they get better because of it and they become a richer, better person because of it? Are you okay with that character arc in your story? Are you okay with a plot twist? Or do you need everything to stay the same through the whole movie? Because, man, that's a boring movie. <laughs> How do you want your story to go? What we're looking for in this spiritual journey is that wonderful charged word, revolution and revelation. We want something new to happen. And we want something new to be revealed. Is it okay with you? that bit by bit, 
change by change, moment by moment, educational opportunity by educational opportunity, is it okay with you that you start to see new things? The truth about you is always the same, but the experience of you changes all the time. Can that be okay with you? Now, maybe I'm asking a lot, because I don't know where you're from, spiritually speaking, but I can tell you that I come from a religious background called New Thought. And New Thought places a lot of emphasis on thinking about stuff, as you might imagine, from the word thought. I always thought it was funny because there weren't very many new things going on. There was a lot of thinking, but it was a lot of thinking old ideas. And in New Thought, quote-unquote new thought, the concept tended to be if you think about things in a particular way and you learn the right affirmations and you practice visualizing the result that you want, you will create it. You know, it's like the law of attraction stuff, that kind of a thing, power of positive thinking, and all of it is nice. And all of it kind of works until it really doesn't work. Because you've thought a lot of things. You've worked on it, you've practiced your affirmations and you've thought, you know what, I'm gonna just tell the universe exactly what it needs to do. I'm gonna tell God exactly what he needs to do to make me happy. Does that sound healthy to you? So if you boil it down, that's what a lot of people are doing in the name of new thought. If you boil it down, that's what a lot of people are doing and calling it an affirmation. I'm affirming what I want to happen. In other words, my ego comes first. And so if that's your background and I tell you, you got to be ready for change. If that's your background and I tell you, you know what, you may not get what you want, but you will get what you need. The gospel according to Rolling Stones. I think that some people are really freaked out by that. So let me be as clear as I can. I love you and you're amazing. You're a child of God, just like me and everybody else. You can do anything. More to the point, God can do anything through you. You're amazing. Salt and light and everything else. But you know what? You don't know everything. And so you're going to have real problems if you try to constrain your future by what you know now. You're going to have real problems if you try to have your ego determine what happens next. You're going to have real problems if your mode is expectancy. Sounds like a good word. You know, I've seen those bumper stickers that say, expect a miracle, but let's be really careful about that idea that, that we're not supposed to see that and go, that's right, I am gonna expect a miracle, and my miracle is gonna have this many decimal points, and it's gonna be this color, and it's gonna come on this day of the week, and here's how it's gonna happen for me, because you don't know, you can't know. And really, 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 if you wanna be happy, you gotta be open for surprises, because, <laughs> That's what a miracle is. Think about when something is miraculous, kind of by definition, it's bigger than your expectations. Otherwise, it's not a miracle, it's just a thing. Can you be ready for surprises? What if the object of your spirituality is not for you to attract a pink Buick or whatever? What if the object of your relationship with God is to have something bigger than you ever thought before? What if your relationship with God is not rooted in expectancy, it's rooted in the unknown? 
every hero you ever thought about, every hero you ever had, every hero you've ever been has that moment when they step out into the unknown. So man, oh man, one of the things I want us to change as we look at our theology, as we look at the way we do church, as we look at our relationship with God, I want us to be okay with the not knowing part. It's enough to know that God's here. It's enough to know that, you know what, wherever I am, God's going to be there and I'm going to be me. And so here we go. Can that be enough for you? Because until it can be enough for you, Life's not going to go as smoothly as it ought to go for you. You deserve happy, wonderful surprises. You deserve to be on the side of the, the good guys in the story of your life. You deserve mystery. So let us be the kind of people who change our modality, who change the basis of what we do with God and what we do with life. Let us be the kind of people who change our modality from expectancy to acceptance. You know, after all, as I've said a million times, if God's already here, maybe we're not supposed to expect a miracle. Maybe we're supposed to accept a miracle. Move from expect to accept because the deal is God is already happening and you're not going to get any bigger, more wonderful miracles until you can appreciate the fact that there's a big, wonderful miracle going on in front of you right now. Whatever is in your life was put there as part of a divine process of change and growth. Understand that the beginning of your miracle has less to do with expectancy and more to do with acceptance. What if we just look at life with gratitude? I'm not talking about putting up with things the way that they are because we're talking about change. I'm talking about understanding that if I can accept, you know what, God put this here and me and God are going to work through this. God gave me a river and I can drown in it or drink from it. God gave me a road and I can walk it or I can decide I'm not worthy and wander off into the wilderness and try to find my own way. It's all on me. But if I accept it, I make room for more change, happy change, good change. Can you be that kind of a person? How does change feel for you? You know, when you look at your life and you look at the history of the way that things have gone for you, how has it hit you? And if you're like most people, if you're like me, sometimes the change felt happy and sometimes the change felt not so happy. Your job is to be the kind of person who by and by more and more looks at whatever happens and says, okay, you know, I want to work us to the place where we say thank you, but you know what? You don't even have to get to thank you at the beginning. Just get to the place where you go, okay. Get to the place where you go, ooh, plot twist. It's okay to not be smiling and happy about it right away, but it is important and it's going to color everything else you do. If you can be the kind of person for when change happens, they go, okay, here we go. That's why our prayer has those words, I am ready. That I am, that relationship with God. God's here and okay, I'm ready. What if you just say that? When something changes, can you be the kind of person who just says, I'm ready? Even if you don't feel so ready, can you open yourself up to the idea that the outer universe is constantly changing and making more and more room for something more and more wonderful? Can you be okay with that? In other words, where are you grounded? In the stuff that changes or in the things that don't? 
Do you find yourself aligned with the good guy or the bad guy in the story of your life? Now you know you have a choice about that. Because the thing is, the universe takes care of its own. The thing is, God is really good at this stuff, guys. Really, I mean, it's kind of God's job. And he's been doing it for a long time. How long have you been running the universe? There is a divine order. Things tend to work itself, themselves out. The universe is a wonderful self-solving Rubik's Cube if you just get your hands off it. Can you let God happen? Because we say divine order when we get plot twists in our lives. And it's really important to understand that divine order says everything. Divine order means it's God's order. It is not yours. And it's not mine. It's not human order. It's not ego order. It's not my lunch order. It's divine order. I don't get to order God as far as what to do next. And so I need to get that out of my prayer time. If you're affirming and praying, God, you're going to do it my way, you're going to be disappointed. I'm sorry, but that's the deal. And actually, I'm not sorry. Because as soon as you know that, you're opening the door for wonder and miracles and surprises. Isn't that what you want? There is an order to the universe, but it is God's order. As you look at your life, it might seem like, you know what, there are so many changes and so many decisions and so many things that I didn't expect. All of a sudden, we need a new air conditioner or the car broke down or somebody lost their job or there's a pandemic, let's say, just hypothetically. But you know as well as I do that before too long, those things will be in the rearview mirror of life and we'll be heading on further down that road that God put in the middle of the wilderness of our lives. If you look back at your life, it seems like it was more or less a straight line. I mean, things happened, but you got through it and you did the next thing and you got through it and you did the next thing because after all, so much has changed in your life, but you're still you. There must be some part of you that's bigger than the change. That's the child of God part. That's the part we're going to learn how to lean on more and more. That's the part we're going to show the people who love us more and more. That's the truth, the salt, and the light, and the child of God, and the divine spark, and the I am of us. That's where that is. That part that through all of the connect the dots of your life has always been the same, and it's been calling you. God's been calling you. If you look in the rearview mirror, it seems like a straight line, even if it didn't feel like it at the time. Your job is to be okay with the fact that you can only connect the dots in reverse. Each and every moment, things are going to happen. Each and every moment, life is going to change. Each and every moment, the part of you that does not change will make it work to the degree that you trust it. So I guess I'm trying to ask you, are you okay with trusting the fact that you're going to grow? Can you be okay with that? That's your homework. You know who is good at that? Kids are good at that. Because a child is a chaos engine. Have you ever been around a kid? Have you ever been a kid? You ever try to teach a kid something? I was listening to my son, who's a music teacher, and he's working from home, and he's, uh, he's got a student who is like five years old, I think. 
And so my very patient son, Miles, who's an incredible teacher, is saying, okay, we're going to work on our scales and play that for me, and they're doing it over Skype or whatever. And then I can hear the kid's voice, and the kid goes, I got a new dirt bike. That's great. But here, we're going to work on this. I'm going for ice cream. The kid's amazing because I want a dirt bike and ice cream, and if I had those things, I would tell everybody too. I get it. But kids are chaos engines and they're drawn to the next wonderful thing. And you are too if you let yourself. Life can be dirt bikes and ice cream and also learning your scales. If you give yourself to that. If you watch a child, you see that they learn and they grow through play. But play isn't really all that random. Play is very serious. Ever watched a child at play, really? When's the last time you played? Maybe you need to get back to that because play is very serious. Play has to do with listening. Play has to do with being okay with whatever comes next and being honest with whatever is. Can you do that? Because to the degree that you do, you'll be living like a child of God. To the degree that you do, you realize that life is a wonderful process of revelation. God is showing himself more and more because we are allowing ourselves to see more and more. In other words, can you be okay with a plot twist? Because it's coming. It's going to be a great story. It has been so far. Don't worry about how it's going to go. God's going to be God and you're going to be you. And more and more, that you that you really are is going to set the world free. Because after all, freedom is a choice. Thank you. So with that in mind, let us now take our opportunity to give. We're counting on your blessings, your gifts of love and substance to help support this ministry as it evolves in wonderful ways. You can support the church by going to donate.waterandstonechurch.com. Let's hold those gifts in mind and heart as we share our blessing together. God is my source, my unending supply. With this gift, I carry my gratitude into action. God's blessings flow through me and fill my world. I give and I live with radical joy. And so it is and so it does in Jesus' name. Amen. And as always, I want to remind you that wherever you are, you are not alone. You are part of this family. I hope that you're sharing in the dialogue. I hope that you find time to reach out to me. I'm here to pray with you and talk with you and think with you about these things. I get all kinds of wonderful uh, communications through text message and email and phone calls and everything else. I'm here for you. I hope that you took some notes today. Maybe go back and watch some of that and come up with some questions because I'd love to know what you want to know. But right now, let's affirm our oneness by praying together as a family. God, I'm ready for change. My heart is open. I'm not afraid anymore. My life is in peace and on purpose. And so it is and so it does. Amen. Now go show the world what love looks like today. Thank you. Hey, this is Dieter Randolph, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the lesson and hopefully for taking some time to apply what we talked about in your life. That's where this really happens. I love the idea that church isn't something that happens to you, but rather something that happens through you. 
What you do based on what you've heard can change your life and really change the world. This is just the beginning of a bigger journey. And if you want to continue your journey with us, I'd love for you to like and subscribe us on YouTube where you can watch the videos. Come join us in person, our street address, and all kinds of information is at our website, waterandstonechurch.com. All of that sort of thing. If you want to give electronically, that's where to do it. If you want to connect with us on social media, and you really should, do that there, waterandstonechurch.com. Thank you for being a part of this work.